Welcome to the second episode of Backroads of Texas 1A Band. This is Bobby Brown. And I'm Boo Boo Bear, kicking off the dust on my boots and shaking out my shirt out here on these country backroads. Bobby, it's the Texas Backroads, the Texas 1A fan on our second show. How you doing out there? I'm doing pretty good. I hope everybody else is doing good. I know that lots of schools are having graduation now or have already had them, and some of you are still planning. Sands had their graduation. They had to have it on the visitor side because it happens to be in a different county. No. So this sounds like the kind of story that we're going to tell here on the back roads. Bobby, please pray do tell. Why was it on the visitor side? It was on the visitor side because it's in a different county than the home side of the field. The visitor's county was allowing outside gatherings. So Sands had their graduation on the visitor side of the football field and they got those kids all graduated. So Sands has a school, everything in their county, football field somewhat in their county, but the visitor side is just outside the line, right? That is correct. And they had the graduation because they were able to gra- to graduate in the next county but still on their field. You know what? I'm thinking a win-win. They 45 to their own county that night. Sands wins again. (laughs) Yes, and the most important thing, though, is they got those seniors graduated. Another important thing about that uh, graduation ceremony, I understand, is that it was a delay because there was a bad storm that came through. So so those seniors, they've they've had it pretty bad here. pandemic and then they have to graduate on their visitor side and have to delay it because of a bad storm but you know what shout out to those seniors from sands and all over the place that administration that little town huh they press i believe this is the definition of persevering and moving forward it is it really is a positive thing one of the things that i saw was that trinidad is having their graduation at a local cowboy church Nice. So they're still gathering at these cowboy churches, so they're taking advantage of that venue. I I guess that's what we're looking at here. I think, I believe so. I've seen also on several of the school Facebook uh, pages, because, you know, I stock those, (laughs) uh, looking for information about 1A schools, that several have had graduation walks. They've had graduation parades. Several have had put up banners and flags downtown and in front of the school and have encouraged people in the town to drive by and celebrate their seniors with them. Um, I think this is really cool time. Yeah, I think a lot of people have done a really good job of making this a unique experience. Not so much the missing of of the traditional graduation, because I mean, yeah, you got a traditional graduation, but when they look back, they're going to be like, oh, no, I was the class of 2020. We had to hide behind two dumpsters, wait for the cops <laughs> to look away. They go running up to the stage, grab our diploma, and haul boat away. And the school was in on it. It was amazing. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the Olfen graduation last night. Our own photographer, Dency McClure, went and took pictures of that graduation. So that would be Dency on the spot, McClure, yes. live on location. Not only that, but I understand it was about 103 degrees in May. So, you know, August is going to be bad. <laughs> 
Dinsey's what a fair haired kind of redheaded woman. So she, that one oh three is kind of tough on a girl. Huh? It is. Uh, but she, I think she made it. She got some really good pictures and she gave me a, a little bit of information about that graduation ceremony. There were two seniors, you know, often has been playing JV and I, I believe they're going to try to field an entire uh, a varsity team next year for all their sports. And so they, this year they graduated two seniors and all the eighth graders. And they did it on a flatbed truck in the middle of the football field, except for they only, <laughs> they only had one set of stairs. So be, uh, this is ingenious. Uh, what do you do when you only have one set of stairs up and down um, to the flatbed trailer? Well, you go get the short bus and you back it up to the flatbed trailer and the graduates walked through the bus out the back door onto the flatbed trailer to receive their diploma and then they could exit down the stairway that was provided initially absolutely genius you know they always make jokes about the short bus but you're gonna end your 2020 career you're, you're, you're graduating, you go through the short bus as a way of saying, hey, we've got a little whimsy, we got a little humor, and we shall persevere and overcome. Shout out to Olsen out there making it happen on their uh, big flatbed and their little bus out there. If you want to go see those pictures, they are in Texas 1A Fan on Facebook. Also, if you'll, you'll let us know about your graduation or anything happen, happening in your 1A town, we will definitely give you a shout out on our podcast on our next episode. You know, Bobby, from our last episode, where's the kids that stepped up to send in those track videos? I want to see who thinks they're the fastest guy, girl, you know, dolphin, fish, horse, whatever out there. If they go to a Texas 1A school, who's the fastest? That's what I want to know. Who's willing to put their name out there? Because if they don't, I'm going to go run the 100, the 200. Oh, my goodness. Whatever my times are, I'm the fastest guy in Texas 1A. Boo-boo, I'm going to go ahead and challenge you to do that. You go right oh. ahead and do that. And I'm going to need video evidence, and we're going to put it on Texas 1A Fan, on the Facebook and Instagram. We might even share it on Twitter. You know, I might be, a, I might be 44, 4x4 like a pickup truck, <laughs> but let me tell you something. <laughs> I think my 271 pounds can still get up and move. Well, uh, let's see if you can do that. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to need video evidence of that. <laughs> I'm sure everybody else is going to want to see that too. You know, in uh, 1994 in Erin County, they had a weightman relay where you ran with a tire, which gave the linemen, the guys like me, the opportunity to run a relay. And we got out there and the Rankin Red Devils won that thing by a margin. And I think that if they would have had a state weightman relay, we would have been the champions in 1994. Anno Domino. <laughs> you know, I have seen... Uh, several of those come through on the official track results. Some track really? meets do that. I know they do that at, at the Highland track meet. They have a, a big man relay, I think. This oh, they're a lot of fun. A lot and, of fun. And I would absolutely, I've never seen one in person, but I would absolutely love to see that. I think it would be awesome. I mean, I'd probably yell and scream and jump up and down just like a cool fan would. Well, let, let me tell you something. You know, the, the day of a track meet, let's take a typical track meet, right? 
Yes. By six o'clock, everybody's wearing down a little bit. The guys are the guys and gals are trying to conserve their energy, getting ready for the night events. Nighttime falls, temperature drops a little bit, it gets a little more solemn. The guys stop flirting, the girls stop flirting, everybody's kind of in their team packs again. And and the track meets get somewhat quasi boring, except for the ones that are going out there and beating everybody in and winning their medal, right? But right. then all of a sudden, the coaches come over the, the speaker, they're like Let's get the weight man relay teams, weight man relay teams to the center of the field. So you go uh, do the team meeting. Something happens. Everybody starts taking notice. And this is for you coaches. I want you to hear this. Something happens. Everybody starts taking note. There's an energy that the fans stay in the, in the, the stadium. People pull their cars up a little more. Um, kids start making their way to the outside of the inside, you know, the inside ring of the track. And they're yeah. trying to get a good spot because – here come the big boys. And the big boys, you know, you go trudging out there. You don't walk. You trudge when you're a big boy. <laughs> you got to have a little strut. <laughs> into your space. And you kind of give a little oh, flex like, yeah, you know, oh, take it all in. Here it comes. And then the race starts. And then you hear an eruption going down the field, you know, from – start to finish and everybody's screaming the whole place is energized and when the track meets over everybody's going back to their bus like oh my gosh did you see toby out there running the goddamn tire man and it's got an energy to it and you leave that track meet feeling good because you just saw something very unique and i think that's what i remember most about competing in those weight man relays how much everybody looked forward to seeing us you know clumsily running around that track field but in my mind i was like chariots of fire no 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 oh my goodness you might have taken it a little too far with chariots of fire okay i'm really gonna need a video of you running now <laughs> because oh, i'm gonna okay. have to see the the trudge number one the trudge, the trudge. and number two i'm gonna have to see the chariots of fire I've got a better idea, Bobby. What and we're just thinking of this. We're, we're spitballing right now back and forth. What if we made a video? You know how they do those cool little videos where they, like, pass the tire on the next one, the next guy goes? Yeah. Let's get all the big boys from each town. I'm going to pass it off to a coach. And then that coach is going to nominate somebody and pass it on to the next coach. And we're just going to keep it going on TikTok or Facebook or whatever, and we'll just keep adding. And then when it's done and we get what, what's needed, you don't have to run far. Run 15 feet. Come on. Let us see you run 15 feet, coaches. Come on. So, and run with your tire. Let us see it. And we'll pass that thing along. And we'll see who all the big the big men out there are in Texas 1A. Pass like it to that. your high school kids if they want to get involved with it. I like that. That's a great idea. We might put that out as a call and a challenge on, on Facebook and Instagram. So, folks, be looking for that. So, I need to talk to the ranking coach, see if I can get some uh, 2X spandex outfits oh my you know? lord oh <laughs> no <laughs> oh, you want to see the whole you want to see me trudging you can't trudge without you know click clack we must protect this house click, no <laughs> you can't <laughs> I'll, like, I'll be like i need to borrow some spikes too i need some uh, spikes okay anyone who's listening to this if you want to see if you want to see boo boo run the big man challenge in spandex let us know <laughs> Right in. Like, <laughs> we might need to do a poll on that. Like, why does that guy look like a, a sausage running around the track field out there? 
<laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. Speaking of funny, uh, we have got a funny coach uh, coming up next, Coach Marco Regalado. Um, he has become somewhat famous on TikTok for um, doing his coach renditions. And it's, it's not just awesome. renditions, fully acting out the part, taking the time to do clothing changes, wig changes, he glasses. Like, this guy goes all out when he does his thing. I mean, you got to watch for the subtle changes in the background, on the field, everywhere. And I think he's starting to play with the green screen a little bit. He's getting a little fancy out there. Yeah, he is. And uh, I also saw on one of his videos where he actually put on a helmet and some pads. <laughs> <laughs> so he definitely gets into the part. And... Everyone will recognize what he's talking about if you've ever been around coaches, uh, which most of you probably have been or are a coach. Um, if you haven't seen him, go look him up. I usually look him up on Twitter. He's at uh, Coach Regalado, and we're going to have him on here in just a second. The impeccable, the TikTok king, tic-tac-toe, the Mac daddy of them all, big coach, Coach Marco. How you guys doing today? It's a great day. No storms tonight, so that's good. So I guess the, the thing that we're going to get right at, Coach uh, Marco, and I know you've had lots of questions on it, the whole TikTok thing and, you know, making it on SportsCenter, making it on the Weekly World News, making it on ABC, getting all out there. No, I don't think you've actually been on SportsCenter. <laughs> I mean, what, what's that like? I mean, you all of a sudden, one day, you're a coach, you're having fun, you're doing all these cool things, and then, boom, you look up on the news, and, and there you are. Yeah, I made it, you know, to a couple of local news stations and stuff like that. It just definitely wasn't something I was expecting to blow up like this. It was something I just did for fun, uh, you know, something I thought was would be lighthearted, make people laugh in this uncertain situation that we're in. And from one day to the next, I, I kind of tallied it up yesterday. I'm just on Twitter. I'm over 3 million views. It's pretty crazy. I never thought it would get to that point. That's awesome. So you got coaches, uh, do you got actual coaches like starting to contact you? Hey, man, could you do something on this or could you do something on that kind of like, you know, pitching ideas, throwing things out there at you? All types of coaches, even some big name coaches coming out with some ideas that they want to see me do. Uh, most recently, the new head coach for uh, Washington State reached out, I believe. It's, yeah. I can't, his name is at the tip of my tongue. It's uh, yeah, he just Washington State, huh? Cougars? Yep. That's going to be big. So, you know, you, you're putting these together, and I know you're saying you're having fun, you're doing it, but I'm looking at some of them and the progression. They've only gotten better and better. <laughs> they, they're getting better and better. Uh, I see you putting a little time, a little effort into it. I mean, do you catch yourself sitting up, writing a couple things down, thinking, no, oh, no, this isn't going to work, or maybe working on timing? I mean, because you're getting good. You're getting way good at this, and, and it's showing, and it's coming through on a lot of your videos out there. I appreciate that. No, I mean, I guess the, the, the part that's most time consuming is just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And once I figure that out, I mean, I'm just drawing from past experiences. This is all stuff that I've seen or lived through just in coaching. It's, uh, I think that's why so many people relate to it. They're like, I mean, this is what we go through. I mean, it's a parody, of course, and some of it's over-exaggerated, but this is what we go through every day. How much of this was out of boredom because everything was shut down? All of it. Because uh, <laughs> I, I never had the TikTok app. I was actually 
I'd be telling my kids stuff because they had it during the school year, and I was just so bored that I downloaded it, and I was like, man, this is actually kind of fun and funny. <laughs> so do you think you'll branch out to anything else? Uh, I mean, if the opportunity presented itself, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I, I plan on continuing to make these videos. I honestly don't know how far it could get or how big it could get. Like for right now, I'm just content making silly videos for other coaches to enjoy, you know, and I talked to me, it, it, it might differ like during football season, obviously, you know, we're all busy instead of doing a video every day, it might be every other day or maybe once a week. I, I don't know, but I do continue. I plan to continue to make these videos. Whenever you're doing these videos and stuff, which one would you say is more you? Like, you know, you, you've got your lineman coach, you've got your defensive, you know, back coach. Like, who, what character is more of, of who you are whenever you step out there on the field? Are you the motivator? Are you the old pro? Are you the, the young wide-eyed coach? I mean, like, what, what's uh, the Marco coaching style? I guess it's, it's tough to describe yourself, but um, I don't – I'm pretty different when it comes to my coaching style. Like the linebacker video, that's all stuff I say, I say, because that's the position I coach, but I'm not as angry as that character. I'm more <laughs> even keeled. I like to talk to kids with respect because they'll give the respect back. And I, you know, I keep my voice at a normal volume level so that when I do raise it, they got to kind of like take a step back. Like, okay, it's serious now. You know, I, I, I'm kind of opposed to that stereotype that coaches just yell and cuss and yell and cuss because you can get the same, same exact message, probably even better if you just talk to a kid like a human being. Like, it's, that's just my style. You think you'll come up with more stuff during the school year? I bet <laughs> I'm wondering if during a practice or a game or something you come up with something you're like hey I need to write that down I need to do a video on that I might I might be able to do all that I know I'll have a lot more resources actually being in our field house and having access to my coworkers. I'm gonna force them to come out in some of these <laughs> I might have to you know how you know you enlist water girls or student trainers I'm gonna have to enlist a student tiktoker to just follow me around with a camera or something <laughs> I guarantee you, you're going to have no shortage of volunteers from the kids to get in some of your videos. They're, they're probably thinking about, heck, they're probably writing some skits out right now that they want to act out with you. And, you know, in, in every field house and every good, you know, or good, bad football team, whatever goes on out there, there is always those funny moments that are, you know, more private or, or more held. Like, how far are you willing to push those boundaries with, you know, the real characters in your field house and, and maybe a head coach or athletic director things like that I mean are you willing to get blue and go all the way out there with those guys I'll do a head coach definitely maybe even athletic director but I'm a little iffy about administrators because <laughs> I definitely don't want to offend any administrator I don't at the end of the day I like my job and I like keeping a paycheck so I'm not trying to <laughs> not trying to get my bosses angry but uh I, I do see I haven't done a head coach video that's definitely one that I got to do and you know especially in smaller schools your head coach is your athletic director so Marco, I, I got something that I wanted to throw by you. I was just thinking about it. All right, space, right? Mm -hmm. Aliens, boom, they come down. They get they get Coach Marco. You've got to pick out 11 guys that are going to save the planet. And it's <laughs> going to be some hysterical way that – it's not going to be everybody's demise and, like, the way you think, you know, you're gone. Probably some comical way that everybody's going to die where grown men are like, oh, my gosh, please win this game. You've got to win this game for everybody. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, something – I bet you could put together seven, eight minutes on something like that, put your team together, boom, you know, save the world. 
No, that definitely would be that's some that'd be funny. It's like an intergalactic football game to save the. It's like basic. It's Space Jam, but football. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's the Space true. Mountain Boys. So who who would be your quarterback? Let's say you were going to save the world, and you could take anybody, but he's got to be somebody playing today. And you got to you got to think about injuries. You got to think about versatility, and you got to think about somebody who's going to be able to take on the big old ten foot alien. Uh, Who's going to be your quarterback? Lamar, Lamar Jackson, man. They got to catch him first. <laughs> that's, that's the dude. I would say – Be my quarterback. I would say Tom Brady, but I don't think he'd hold up. Like, one quarter and he's done. <laughs> he's a legend, but he's uh, he's getting a little bit past his prime. You could always pick Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh like my gosh. Bobby, you work at Texas Tech, double guns, bang, bang. Is, is that what's going on here? Yes, of course. I love Patrick Mahomes. My gosh, he's proven himself. I think you pronounce that Mahomes. Mahomes is his pronunciation. <laughs> well, speaking of which, you know, have you ever done the uh, pronunciate the pronunciation game with other people? I have not. I mean, you got because you got names coming through constantly. I mean, are you do you have any memorable names of like you know any guys you've coached things like that where you just could not say the the person's name the right way or just refused to say their name the right way? We we got some kids like. And it's not even coming to my mind, but there's just some kids where we just – they got this long, like, last name. We won't even attempt to say it. <laughs> like, like, we got one. Like, our, our kid's name is Arath Oyervides. We're just not going to say his last name. We're just going to call him Arath. <laughs> Do you give some of them just nicknames? Oh, of course, yeah. you got to have some kids with nicknames. It's just – you build that camaraderie, you know, that those relationships with those kids, and that's important. More than X's and O's, because at the end of the day, football's football. It's not going to change. We've been doing the same thing since they, since it inceptuated, it started. You know, I think the difference starts to become with how well you can relate to kids, and that's how you're able to get the most out of them. Because if, when they can trust you, is when they start to buy into what you're saying and buying into buying into the program. So definitely, like little things like nicknames and all that type of stuff is like real big time when you're trying to develop these relationships with these kids. And I think that's what it's coming down to coaching wise. Cause again, I mean, you obviously can be innovative. You obviously can think of the newest and best offense that you, that's out there and stuff like that. But again, to a certain extent, football's football. It's not going to change. That's true. I believe you said a little something about the old a gap and B gap in one of your videos there. Oh, I noticed you always go back to the power run, a gap, the B gap. I mean, is, is that you, your style of football or is that just something you like oh. to make fun of? I, I don't like to brand myself with a style of football because I, I grew up in a slot T run heavy offense and I played offensive line and we, we lived and died by the run. I know it like the back of my hand. I, I, I was just, I played in it, but I'm also well versed in the, in the air raid offense. Like Texas tech does air it out. You know, I, <laughs> a little bit. We do a little. So as a coach, you like to adapt to what you have athletically. If you got a guy who can sling it, if you got a Patrick Mahomes, under center, well, yeah, I'm going to throw the ball. But if you just – especially, like, you think about it, like, small towns. I mean, it's 6A football. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking, like – and my experience is, like, like, I was at a 3A school. If you don't have a quarterback for the next three years just coming up the pipeline, you don't develop one where you're going to have to run something that doesn't deal with you having to throw the ball 50 times a game. So, that's when a slotsy offense might come to pass. Like, you got to use that because you don't have the, the guys for it. I watched your YouTube channel. Are you planning on putting all of your compilations on there? I really enjoyed the first compilation of your TikToks. 
That's yes, I'm actually probably this weekend. I'm gonna put up my second compilation. I'm hoping it's not 20 minutes because to be able to sit there and 20 watch 20 minutes is a lot. So I might actually break them up into five minute videos that are a little easier to. You can sit down and watch that in one sitting, at least five minutes. So uh, this weekend I'll be making some compilations. It's probably gonna end up being like two videos, maybe three, depending on. I, I don't know how long it's gonna be because I do about a, a video a day and they're a minute long. So. It's just how many days has it been since the last time I put one up? <laughs> yeah, it was in April sometime. So, <laughs> like, have you got any um, any negative comments from anybody behind the scenes? Because like, uh, I I've always been involved in trucking, and uh, we joke around every now and then on Snapchat. And I'll I'll do something, and I'll be like, you know, making fun of somebody or having fun. And I'll always have this one guy. He's like, man, you got a lot of time to be making a video. How about you get out there? And found his little work you know i'm like oh like that one guy do you do you, do you have that one guy in your life so this whole time i've had only two negative comments and then uh, that's incredible but the like a lot of people don't think that i read all the comments i do so <laughs> i respond but not in a negative way not like a you jerk or whatever like that it's more like a oh well tell me how i can improve you know tell me tell me what you'd like to see instead like constructive give me constructive feedback and then all of a sudden they redact it. They're like, no, it's great. That's great. I just thought you could like, you know, they didn't think I'd call them out. Everyone's <laughs> so an expert, you know. So as a comedian, what do you think about the, uh, the hometown experts, the, uh, the stand experts, things like that? Because, you know, football is one of those sports where, you know, so many of the guys, you know, were like, man, I could have went to college but busted my knee. Or, or I, you know, I'd have been playing on Sundays if I'd have been two inches taller. You know, you got all these uh, emotions, everything coming out week after week. What do you think about the, the big, you know, six-foot, seven, 300-pound guy out there? Like, come on, coach, get him blocking, get him low, get him low. <laughs> you know, like that guy out there. Now, you're always going to have those bleacher coaches. They're always there. They're going to be sitting there yelling, all you do is run and pass the ball. Well, what else do you want me to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they think they know. You know, it It happens, you know, because sometimes I find myself sitting on the couch watching an NFL game, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm sitting there telling them, like, like I know more than they do. They're in the NFL. Of course they know more than I do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I'm sitting there trying to throw my opinion at a TV screen. They can't hear me anyway. But I don't know. I'm going to tell you one thing. If, okay, so, like, let's say I'm eating a, a hot dog, right, and I was sitting there munching on it. If I was to move that from the left to the right, I mean, that's affected the whole game for the Dallas Cowboys in the past. You know, I got to move it back, <laughs> and I got to make sure the chips are in the right place because <laughs> – Anything changes, the game can go off. I mean, I, I cost us a couple playoff games in the past. There's a lot. There's a lot of coaches who are very superstitious. I was one of those basketball players myself in college. Uh, you know, where if you win and you keep winning, you wear the same socks and you can't wash them. You know, little stupid things like that. Some people still still carry that into coaching. I know several coaches in the six man world who do that. Um, do you do that? I can't say I have any like. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have routines. Like I'm always going to get my, my white low carb, no calorie monster drink. And then, uh, <laughs> or my, my snack or, you know, I, I have things that I do every Friday before a game, but I mean, sometimes I don't get my monster drink and it like, it hasn't really affected or I don't really like, doesn't really bother me, but like sometimes I have, don't have time in the day to go get it or something like that. But yeah, there's like little things that I like to enjoy on game day. You know, there's. I just had a premonition. No, I just had a premonition about you. I think you're about a year. 
uh, Monster Energy Drinks is probably going to be sending you cases of Monster Energy Drinks as long as you keep them out there. <laughs> you won't have to worry about going and getting them on game day. <laughs> and Bobby, people are going to start sending you socks. She's going to be like, all oh, these years later, I'm undefeated. Still got them old ratty socks sitting around somewhere. I don't even wear socks. I just wear flip-flops, so that wouldn't, oh. <laughs> that wouldn't work. 30 degree, love it. No, I'm just missing with you. Yeah, I even wear them in the winter. So, <laughs> so you're just walking around out there in your chunkles all the time? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you got the, the season coming up. I mean, the, the boys, I'm sure they're getting really excited. I, I'm sure that you've got family members, things like that. I mean, honestly, how many people do you got hitting you up like, hey, man, come on, like, you know, you need my juice. Get me in this next one. Or, you know, I mean, you got to have people approaching you ready to get in there. I've only had two or three people ask to collaborate. They, they're not here, so I have them send me their part, and I'll try to splice it together. They haven't been my most successful ones, personally. I think they're hilarious. Um, I did one with a staff from a junior college up in Minnesota, and then I did one with a, some guy who's in, in the sports media in the San Antonio area. And I thought they came out great, but for some reason they didn't really hit. But no, I'm open to collaborations. I'm never going to turn anybody away as long as I can make it fit into what I do. Because I don't know, like, if you've seen, like, the certain things, like, I like to keep it family friendly. I will, I don't cuss in my videos. Um, right. I'm big about that because I want everybody to be able to enjoy them. Because, sure, there's other people making funny TikTok videos and they cuss like a sailor and they get way more millions of views than me. But I'm not going to sell out and do that. You know, I'm going to continue to do what I think is right the way I think it should be done and continue to make my family friendly videos. So if they come forth to me with a family friendly idea that'll fit into the of what I'm trying to do then I'm more than welcome to to collaborate with anybody well I know you don't like to look probably don't you don't want to look too far ahead or think about how big it's going to be but you've got to know absolutely without a doubt when they start team meetings you know that somebody always like start with something funny something comical kind of get the room going and awake you are going to be in locker room after locker room, and I'm willing to say at every single level this year. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, the pros, the college, the high school, all the way down to Pee Wee football. I mean, are, are you ready for that? Have you thought about that? Because those days, they're definitely coming. I'm excited. Um, you know, I really wish – I mean, the quarantine has been a blessing because I've been able to, you know, accomplish this and do this. But definitely, like, this football season and on – you know, I, I've made some great relationships with some great people. My network has definitely expanded. You know, my followers have gone up from 2,500 to now I'm like at 11,000 or so. <laughs> so I'm going to make more visits. I'm going to make more attempts. I'm going to go visit with other staffs and just continue to build my network. I definitely look forward to that. So have, have you thought about taking on the Friday nights ending, you know, the running to the end, you know, reaching for it. Go, I mean, it could be in the lunchroom. It could be it could be on the field. But, I mean, have you thought about taking the lost approach? Because I, what is the one thing that every kid's got in common at every level is that they've got that big loss in their heart. They still carry it. They still go to bed, kind of crying about it every now and then. Uh, are, are you thinking about maybe taking that on the, the final second, you know, ticking off the clock, somebody throwing something, somebody throwing a fit? It's not blue. You don't have to cuss, but, you know, kind of taking a fun angle to that. Oh, man, that'd be good. I did one, but they ended up winning. Like, it was that fourth and three series I did. <laughs> oh, I love that. I watched that. It was so I funny. Oh, with that. Like, I put the uniform on and everything. But people always said, you know, you should have an alternate ending where it 
didn't end the way, you know, in a positive with the hands up and a touchdown or anything like that. And that's – no, everybody's got that memory because at a certain point, everybody's football career comes to an end, and it's not always positive. No, everybody didn't win the state championship. Like, you know, my senior year ended on a sour note. We lost in the first round of the playoffs terribly to a really strong Ingleside team. So, yes, I have, like, <laughs> I have bad memories of that game. But, I mean, I think everybody's got those moments where – you know, your season ended more abruptly than you anticipated. Or even worse, like, imagine making it all the way to the state game and then losing. Yeah, oh that gosh. It, yeah, it's like – and then imagine, okay, let's look back at the North Shore-Duncanville game. Imagine making it to the state game with the biggest 6A game in the state and it ends on a Hail Mary. And you, you lose on a Hail Mary. Oh, that would be terrible. Well, Coach, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but in our world, uh, we do. You know, we've got the two classes for you know the bigs and small for six-man football, right? Division one and two. And this year, we had a team that had a wrecking ball of a running back. I mean, this guy was the linebacker. This guy was the quarterback. This guy was. He was everything. That some people joked about. They didn't drive the bus to state. He pulled that bus to state. I mean, he's a big old. Was he two hundred and thirty-pound kid, Bobby? Yeah, no, not almost, but um, our nickname for him was Zeus. I mean, he was he's incredible. So this guy and his team go to state. They're going up for their second state championship. This little school called Bloom. I'm not going to say that they came out of nowhere because, I mean, they do have playoff experience and they've been there before. But there was no way in anybody – you know, some people try to say now, well, I thought they had a chance. This was like – the bad news bears, they got no shot. Like, yeah. the, the you know, it was kind of like that movie Cinderella Man where he's like, and when Jimmy Mack walked out under the ring, that was the last time he was seen standing the rest of the night. I mean, it was supposed to be a knockout punch, game over. Blum comes back, wins that game, and holds them the uh, within 20 seven, yards of the end zone to the win that game months. definitively. And, uh I mean, that to me was – I love those endings. I, I love – I mean, even if it's one school that was supposed to win and, and they got to fight back and do what they do, but I just love that last second on the clock, everybody lining up, giving it all they got. I, I don't think there's any purer form of football than those last 10 seconds. I mean, that defines everyone out there. I say, unless it's a blowout, then that's just like you're just waiting for that clock to end. But, no, like, <laughs> especially watching games, like I've always been to games like uh, – even, like, I went to a Texas State game a couple of years ago and they played UTSA. I graduated from Texas State, so I'm a big Bobcat fan. They lost. They lost to UTSA, but I wasn't even mad because it was a really entertaining game that came down to the last seconds, to the last of the wire, block punts, and all that stuff. Like, those games are great and exciting. I have a quick question. Do, with the six-man, is, is there, like, a real big, like, hurdle that, or crush that you all have? Like, do you get kids recruited to go play at the next level? Because, like, it makes me think of, like, the Cowboys. They have Vander Esch. Vander Esch played eight-man football, you know, up in another state or so, wherever he's from. I think he's Boise. But is there, you know, six-man kids in Texas getting recruited to play at the next level? Because you made me think about it, like that big old running back. Like, maybe he should be – They've had quite a few. And I think uh, one of the things that's helped out so much recently is, of course, media being what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's so many YouTube videos and other things for coaches to get out there and look at. And then there's so many more forums for people – we don't really have, like, some of the, the, the big ones out there. But, I mean, you've got coaches like, you know, Coach Lovey Smith, Chicago Bears, things like that. He went three years without losing a football game. At, uh, I think it was called Big Sandy. I might be wrong, Bobby. Is that right? Big Sandy for Lovey Smith? I don't know. 
not sure. But we've had several. We've had several kids that go on to the next level, uh, Division Two, II, Division Three. We also, um, let's see, uh, Coach Ritchie at Borden County, who's won several state titles. His son uh, went on to play at Baylor, and I think he ended up at Angelo State. So there are a few that that come out of six man. But no, there's not a lot of them, but it does happen. Oh, yeah. yeah and one thing is they, you know, in a small six-man school, if you don't, if everyone doesn't participate, then you don't have a team. So all the kids do everything, tennis, golf, track, basketball, cross country, you name it, they're doing it. These are the kids that people want to go after because they don't leave the field. They play both sides of the ball. They, they're just – They never leave than any other football player because of the fact that there's only six of them playing at a time and like they're on the field the whole time so you would in my mind six man football is way faster and kids are super athletic or they have to be you know what i mean that's just they, what I. they do and they have to be very good open field tacklers <laughs> yeah that's a that's a trait sometimes that's really hard to find i wish mike got some better open field tacklers I just thought of somebody, Ethan Evans, out of a little town called Buena Vista, Texas, out here in the middle of West Texas. And uh, he went to a school in Oklahoma called Northeastern. They're like a nursing school, top school. He, you know, of course, he went, I, you know, I know his family, and I was talking to him, and he said when he got to college, they are like, what would you play? And he was like, quarterback. And they're like, well, you'd make a better defensive back. He's a big, tall, redheaded kid. They put him at defense. He actually started – uh, his freshman year playing, a, you know, like a defensive back, cornerback, dropped back in safety a few times. And uh, he played two years there, and he dropped out. It kind of broke my heart because I was really hoping that he would go to a bigger college mm-hmm. after that, you know, do something. I'm, I'm pulling for these guys in these little schools so bad to, to do something big. I, I actually think he could have done something, even if he made special teams somewhere. You know, he, might, he wasn't going to be a superstar out there, but I, I think he had like a little juice and a shot to make it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, it's unfortunate that uh, you don't have very many six-man towns around you, but um, I'm glad that the private school in Laredo is going to institute six-man football because it's actually very exciting. And, and you know about the mercy rule, right? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, if one team is ahead at halftime by 45 points, the game is done. Oh, okay. It's really nice when you get down into November and December when it's cold and snowy and icy up here in the panhandle and <laughs> you're really wanting someone to win by 45 at halftime <laughs> because it gets really cold. I can imagine. Uh, we, we, it's hot down there in South Texas, so we don't get that kind of weather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the opposite. I, I hate traveling three hours to go somewhere to sit there for about 30 minutes, watch the game, get over with. Halftime, everybody's getting on the bus, going home. It's like, oh, like, let's, let's just watch a whole football game out here. But it, it gets pretty bad. Uh, and some of them are fun. I mean, you, you watch football games in six-man quite often that are like 83 to 72, you know, 99 to – to 81 and you know and it's close up I mean our our towns have been in several games where they they lost football games where they had over 80 points wow it's crazy. more like a basketball score than anything but um well, I think it ends up being more like a basketball type game you know because basketball is five on five it's just I think it's a little bit more of like basketball on the gridiron a lot of a uh, flu you know fast and fast-paced scoring turnovers here and there like it's, I think it sounds exciting I, I'd like to do a little bit more research into it and 
maybe even see if, like, when the state championship games come around, maybe I'll make a trip to go check them out. We have a coach at Jayton who calls it a full contact sprint relay. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically describes it to a T. So, Marco, if ESPN calls, what do you say? Um, like calls for to feature me? Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to turn anybody away. <laughs> <laughs> no, those days are definitely coming. Uh, so do you got anything, like any secret things that you got going on right now that you're actually working on that you're like, oh, man, wait till they get a load of this one. It's coming out. Or Ooh. are you planning on – you like? do you have release dates for certain things? No. Um, I did kind of put a spoiler thing out there. I have been messing with an idea of a – I want to pitch an idea of a show to somebody. It's like a, basically it'd be a combination of The Office and Friday Night Lights, like a type mockumentary type thing following the coaches around in the field house throughout their day. And I think that'd be a really fun show. People would enjoy it. So, you know, it's going to have the comedic relief and all the different types of things that you find in The Office, but it's going to be, you know, a high school football show. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would watch it. <laughs> I think there'd be a ton of people who'd watch it. So I've been working on like kind of a mini script and I'm just trying to figure out who I need to get that in front of to get that idea rolling. Are you going to have that dad in it? Because there's always that dad. Like the whole thing, the whole shebang, like it's just the whole experience of coaching high school football in Texas. And I think that'd just be an interesting topic. You know, people love the show Friday Night Lights. It's like, again, it's the same concept. Just you you got your gym face at the camera, you know, it's going to be like, like they're being followed around with the camera, like it's a mockumentary. Right, just breaking the fourth wall? Yeah, yes, exactly. And I just think that'd be a, a really fun idea. Like I said, I just got to get that idea of somebody before I'm sitting on my couch five years from now and watching it <laughs> on Netflix and it's not my idea. <laughs> so, Marco, which of all the TikTok uh, videos that you've done, which is your personal favorite? Or which one was the I, most fun? I think uh, – the coaching clinic one because there was so many people who related to that one they just uh i, I think that was the the best one i definitely have to make a part two of that one <laughs> but, uh, my all-time favorite was the fourth and three series i thought that was so dramatic I thought it, it was, was. the looks on your face for each of the different types of coaches was just priceless because i didn't even use my voice in those that was i wasn't talking at all it was just facial expressions the whole time that was probably the most fun to make so have you seen the uh, south park episode where you know there's the guy he's got to fight the dads all the way to get to the state playoffs and in, in, uh, little league baseball <laughs> i mean i'm talking about that dad batman yeah like go on north shore north shore yeah you know what i mean like we're gonna rain on you i mean where's that guy i want to see that character come out of here <laughs> Parents. I'm really weary about attacking parents. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do them yet because uh, – Oh, but I it would be okay because I, I none of them think they act that way. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they know it's a joke yet. Like, there's certain – like, like I really want to make a video about the foot doctors or the footwork coaches that <laughs> just sit there and do all this crazy footwork with cones, but I don't want to piss them off. I don't know. They, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think people would love it. I think it would be like a – They'd be like, oh, my gosh, he finally did one on us. Because one of the funny things I've ever seen, I'm not going to say where I'm from, but in my time here, I've actually seen a mother walk up to a coach with handwritten 
plays on paper. <laughs> like, I think I think my boy would do a lot better if you put him in this situation, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy, you know, just watching this unfold. I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. That is insane. <laughs> no, but come on, you got to do one on the dads out there because, you know, just the people. The See, in six-man football, we've got what they call – you know, do you all have horns? The electric horn where burp, 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 they just beep. I'm sure – I think some schools probably do. It just probably depends on the stadium. Well, in six-man football, this weird culture started happening where your school has to get a horn, and it's got to be bigger than the next school's. And, and it's, it's got to be, be louder. And so, you have to push the button to blow it more times. It's incredible. And I, I'd love to kind of see a skit of you guys doing something where they're looking for the biggest jerk in the town. Like, the guy they wouldn't trust with anything, but like – Let's give him the keys to the horn, man. Let's let him hit it. Because those things go off all game long. It's almost like they're cussing at the other fans just blowing those things. <laughs> That's funny. And it gets it gets wild. Then you get you get the other team's horns blowing back at them. So when they get done, then they're blowing back till they literally run out of air and got to build back up and it's game time again. Y'all need to get a horn. <laughs> That might have to be something we instill in our culture down here in South Texas, man. I think they'd run with that. <laughs> what's some funny different culture that you've seen from South Texas as opposed to what's out west? What's something that we might not see that we, we think would be funny? I think Texas Tech does it too, but uh, at Texas A&M Kingsville, when I worked there, uh, every time we scored touchdown, it would rain tortillas. Yes, <laughs> we do. We have tortillas since 1980. Eight or nine, something like that. So yeah. who picks that up? Do they have, like, JV football players or, like, people in the school? Do they do they got to line up? And I mean, somebody's got to be ready to get all those tortillas, right? Well, they did, they did it at the college game. So they probably get maintenance or somebody to pick them up. And there's always <laughs> the announcer, like, please do not launch the tortillas on the field. But they're still flying. They're flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. The reps always give us a penalty. <laughs> Don't they search you guys pretty hard and heavy out there in tech, Bobby? Uh, yes, but we've become experts at hiding tortillas. I'm so. not going to ask how you're getting those tortillas <laughs> in the state. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. Do you have any pets, Marco? I do not, but I probably will be getting a dog soon. Uh, my sister breeds uh, Parker Spaniels, so when they have their first litter, I'm going I'm to grab one of them. You and do you got kids of your own or? No, no, I don't. You don't have kids yet? Are you, are you, do you got like a missus or are you planning to have children someday? Cause oh, they're going to be looking at these videos. And, uh, I eventually do, but I ain't got no missus. Well, maybe that's going to change when you're making all that big TikTok money and that, that Twitter money. Yeah, coming no TikTok <laughs> money, man. Everybody throws that. My, my friends joke with me all the time. They're like, you can get lunch. You make that TikTok money. I said, well, when I find a t- check from TikTok, let me know. Got to, you got to be getting a couple pennies from YouTube now, right? Like, I've earned 30 cents this week. I don't make that. I don't have that many kind of views or following. I've never, like, YouTube is my least productive really? thing right now. I only got 200 or some followers on that. Like, it's nobody really checks my YouTube. It was mainly for music. I have a lot of videos of me singing and playing guitar up there, and I guess I'm not that good. So, <laughs> I don't got followers. I did so see you- those. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, he sings, he plays. <laughs> so have you written any cool football songs and anything we want to like, bam, 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 and then the linebackers all around. Oh, you got, I probably, I you got something going? 
I have not. I wrote a song about fishing, and I wrote a song about the quarantine. That's about the extent of Oh, man, I want a good football song going. Yeah. Got to be something about those uh, Friday Night Lights, right? Yeah, especially because a lot of the music I play is country. There's a lot of country football songs. with Somebody's got to write another good football song. I think the last one was like Boys of Fall or something like that. There's got to be another one. I'll I'll work on that. Maybe you can use use it as the uh, theme song to your new show. Because I know for my parody that I did on my stuff, I use the Office theme song. But obviously, you can't do that. That's copyright. But I'd probably have to write something. And I, I don't know if I'd use words or I don't know if it'd be something instrumental, but definitely an idea. Well, we sure are glad that you joined us, Marco. Uh, we will definitely be watching. I know that I watch every day I go look because it just makes my day. It makes me laugh because I I've been around uh, coaches my entire life and you so nailed it. You do every <laughs> single one of them. Everyone. Thank you so much. But if you get a chance, I, I really want to see that dad in the stands, man. I think that's going to be the home run that all the kids are going to be like, Oh man, that's my dad. That's my dad right there. That's him. <laughs> I'm probably going to – you know what? That might be coming out sooner than later. I'll, I'll try to get my <laughs> dad pants on and just – Your dad pants. Oh, I can't wait to see the dad pants. <laughs> I'll do some jorts. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Some jorts. <laughs> That's awesomeness. Yeah, we'll be sharing that. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you all for having me. I had a good time. Well, thank oh, you for thank joining you. us uh, and telling us a little bit about yourself and, and how you come across TikTok. Aren't you glad you found it? I'm so glad I found it. I'm, I got kids that are claiming my fame because they've been bugging me about this for a long time because I, I guess I'm a funny guy, but they're like, Coach, you need to get a TikTok. And I said, I don't got time for that mess. <laughs> and now they're like, Coach, we told you. I'm like, I, I gave them credit. I put a post up. I said to the kids who kept telling me to make a TikTok, Thank you. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Hey, and make us a promise. When you get super big and you get going out there again, this is only our second show. Maybe we'll get a little better, get things going out there. Come back and see us over here at the Texas 1A Fan. Uh, we, we definitely like to talk to you again, keep up with you, see where it's going, because I know the stories during football season are only going to get better and better. Of course, of course. I mean, anytime y'all want me to have me back again, I'll be back. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much, Marco. Appreciate it. All right, y'all have a good night. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to tonight's show on the Texas 1A Fan. It's been awesome having Coach Rigolato out here with us. Bobby, it's been a great show. I had a lot of fun tonight. We're going to go ahead and end with another fine quote, and it's my turn this week to pick. And I've picked Greta Brooker Palmer. She says, happiness is a byproduct of an effort to make someone else happy. And with that, we bid you adieu, so go forward. And do good.